I'm Travis. I'm Nate. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to the Cast and Blast Florida podcast. We are serious outdoorsmen who don't take themselves too seriously. This is assuredly not a Christmas gift guide episode. Did you tell him we were going to do that? I did. Every time I do something like that, though, it backfires on me bad. Yep. Bad. You're not much for the planning. No, I don't love planning really at all. No, you plan. It just never actually happens when you plan it. Yeah, no, that's probably accurate. Um, Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is a this is a ran- what are we calling this? Random thoughts from duck season. Yes, random duck season thoughts. There we go. But if someone new is tuned in, we may want to introduce ourselves. They hear us at the beginning. It says, "Thanks for listening to the Cast and Blast Florida oh, podcast." Okay. Cool. Serious outdoors, man. Don't take themselves too seriously. Obviously, I don't listen to the podcast. I'm Travis. I'm Nate, and I'm Emily. Well, we're missing Nate. We are missing Nate. He's not here. Nate is probably snuggling a puppy right now. Oh, Huck the Magic Dragon. <laughs> That's what I've nicknamed it. Huck is so smooshy and adorable. Not that we would know because we haven't held him because Nate won't bring him to it's us. It's all virtual at this point. Nate can go to Virginia and pick him up but not come to Florida and let us snuggle it. And that seems that well, seems biased. I would I, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't point out that we're in a pandemic. So we can't snuggle get a dude's puppy because we're in a pandemic? No, we can't because puppies can carry COVID and... That's not true. Nothing he, that is That puppy true. hasn't had all of its shots. Whatever. He doesn't want us to snuggle it because he's afraid it would like us better. Okay. That's what I'm fearful of. That's rational. Yeah. hundred percent. Emily, we have four things to talk about. And this is basically a, you're on your way to the duck blind. You're just chilling. Maybe you're riding with the family to Thanksgiving dinner and you just want something lighthearted to listen to. This is what we're bringing you. These are, these are our musings. Musings? Musings for sure. Musings for sure. Is there a right way and a wrong way on that? Mm-hmm. How do you say pecan? Pecan. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Is that the right way to say it? Oh, you you pecan say it any way you want. I think you would be wrong if you said it any other way. It is the season for pecan pies. It's never okay for pecan pies. It depends on how much bourbon and chocolate is in it. Ugh, disgusting. What are we talking about? Do you want to pick a thing? We have four things that we need to just tell you guys. Like your life is not going to be good if you don't know the things we're about to tell you about. Well, I guess we should preface this episode and say that if you're if you're a new listener, we we duck hunt. I muted you while you were talking. That was awesome. In uh, case they hear you cut out, because I'm not editing this at all. Okay. Well, if you're new new to the show, uh, Travis is a duck hunting guide. Am I unmuted? You're yes, you're unmuted. Okay. Everything's fine. Cool. Just checking. They're listening to us talk right now. Okay. <laughs> if you're new to the show, Travis is a duck hunting guide. Yeah, so the season opened uh, a week ago. Yeah, at the time of this recording, it would have been five days ago. Um, and and so it's been a really great season so far. A beatdown. But you don't understand, like, how do you explain the duck hunting season to someone who's never done it? For, from a guide's wife perspective, I think only you could explain it in the state of Florida. Like, I don't know that there's many other people that could explain it the way you could. There's a fury leading up to it, wherein you're just like. It's like Amazon boxes every day. Sick of gear, decoys, weights, ammo. Don't don't be on your phone right now. We're I'm not on my phone. My little thing buzzed. I just looked at it because it buzzed. Social dilemma. Yeah. You should watch it. I'm going to. Anyway. uh, You bought me this watch. 
to keep you alive. Right, but it buzzed. Let's not so I make at it. let's not make the podcast about us arguing. Okay. So going going <laughs> up to be short. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was I talking about? Amazon boxes arriving every day. The build up to. Oh yeah, the boat. Getting the boat ready. We're going to touch on that here in a minute. Scouting, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, where I almost died. Yes. Um, it's just a lot, and then and then all of a sudden it hits and it's happening, and it's three a.m. wake up calls, or he leaves at three p.m. because he's going to sleep in the boat in, on a lake, and and then he comes home and he's useless. I was pretty good though. And there's he needs naps, he needs lots of naps, and then it's getting ready for the next day, and so it's basically you just don't you're just you don't have like a partner for several weeks out of the year. Okay, but I want to say I did really good after sleeping all night in a boat where my Apple Watch told me that my stand hours were at 20 by the time I went to bed the next night. Mm-hmm. That that I did pretty good. Like, I got home and we went to lunch. Like, we went and hung out at a bar. We did. And we're social and I was awake. And I got a milkshake as a reward for yep. my awesome duck cunningness. You did. Why don't you, speaking of the lead up to the duck season, why don't you tell them about your boat? Well, hold on. Are you going to talk about duck brain? Because I feel like this has set us up for duck brain. You want me to start with that? I think that's I think that's the right thing to start because I may misspeak a lot during this episode. So, yeah, along with the sleep deprivation and the new schedule and, and the fact that Travis can only focus on one thing at a time, he's got duck brain. So he may say things really weird or stu- sound not smart. Um, and... He forgets things. So I've talked about this on the show before, but if you're new, when we first got married and it was duck season, he would leave the house to go duck hunting and leave the front door wide open. He would leave the garage door wide open. Um, Emily's struggling. A dog is crawling into her lap. He leaves car doors open. He leaves cars. He'll, he'll, he'll put a car in a parking space to go into a building and not put the car in park. He'll leave it running. Like he just is the most absent-minded human alive which is cute until it's like your safety and your children's safety with the front door wide open anyway duck brain yeah doug and doug brain also manifests itself often in a conversation with me where i start to tell you something and then drift off you know what it's like it's like being with somebody who's a little drunk all the time yeah that's exactly what it's like they're cute but they're annoying and i'm not drunk at all because i don't drink but i am drunk because i have not slept in right days you're impaired yeah. Which is nice when you get on a boat and handle weapons with people. Sure, That's the way you want to be. I'm at my sharpest though in the duck blind. The adrenaline sharpens you up. It is. That's what happens. Uh, I will give you a very quick update. Like we've had, I think the first four days we've had wood duck, wood duck, wood duck, wood duck. Like everybody's wanted wood ducks. Goose. And everybody's gotten wood ducks. Did have some, I'm not going to say names, but we did have some shooting displays that were less than stellar. Um, so there was also a lot of education of wood ducks that were decoying that now know not to decoy ever again. Mm-hmm. So those ducks are probably safe for the remainder of the season. But uh, anyway, everybody has been successful thus far in the season. Hopefully we'll keep that trend going. Um, so my boat. So you brought up my boat. I need to talk about it. Yeah. So we went scouting on the scouting trip where I almost died. The water levels were really high in that lake. Unbelievably high. And... We hit something. Yes. And as it turns out, going back to the scene of the crime, 
it appears it was a metal. I don't even know if I told you this. It appears it was a metal signpost. Like, you know, the U, like, you know how a stop signs on like a, it's like a piece of flat metal, but then it's got a U in the middle of it. Yes. That's what we hit. Oof. Oh, yeah. that makes sense with this, the hole. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. There was a hole. In the boat. In the bottom of the boat. But the hole was directly under the bunk. So for how many days was I trying to figure out where water was coming from? A lot of days. I ran a youth hunt and got back from the youth hunt and just assumed from my waders from getting in and out, like like waders being on your boots and stuff, dripping in there. And then it was really rough. Like you backed the boat in. What you meant to say right there was water being on your boots. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> duck brain. <laughs> you should get a little ding for every time duck brain strikes. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, it it's not unusual for there to be water in the boat. It is unusual for there to have been that much water in the boat. So did the youth hunt had water in the boat thought, well, this is odd, but we floated the whole time. There was no issue with it. Like mm -hmm. we, we ran everywhere. Um, and then did some scout trips the week before and also noticed that there was a lot of water in the boat. But again, I just attributed it to it being rough out. You get splash. I have these, these palm frond holders on the side of the boat mm -hmm. and sometimes they catch in the spray mm -hmm. off the side. Mm -hmm. And if they catch it at the right angle, it actually shoots water back in the boat. I'm familiar with that. I got watered down my shirt from one of those. Yeah. So I kind of thought maybe it was something like that going on. I didn't know. But as it turns out, and so Will and I went to the ramp and actually hung the boat off the back of the trailer trying to figure out, is there a hole under the bunks? And guess what? We hung almost an inch from where the hole was off the back of the trailer. And the, the hole, as it turns out, was in like the foot of the bunk at the beginning where we didn't hang it off. Live and learn. How did you end up finding it? Uh, I'll tell you. Because I was convinced there was a hole. Because uh -huh. the water's obviously getting here. I would put the plug in the boat with it dry, back it into the ramp and watch, and water would get in the boat somehow. Uh -huh. So at this point, I'm getting 4,200, which is a sealant. Uh -huh. I'm thinking there's got to be a leak like around the drain plug. Because there's no through holes, there's no live wells on that boat. So it's either the drain plug or the uh, outflow, the the old outflow from yeah, the self, that flap thing, yeah. yeah, from the self drip bailing, which is sealed off. I was like, maybe one of those things is leaking, and it's just somehow getting in around it. So what I did is I found a steeper ramp. Mm. I went to a lake ship by our house, which is a little bit steeper ramp, and I put it in there with the plug in, and I unhooked the back of the boat so it would float. So, so it's hooked to the front of the trailer. So it floated. And on that ramp, I was able to see the water running down from behind me ah. at the back of the boat. Mm -hmm. I was able to visually see like little, little dirt or whatever. You could see it moving down from that side of the boat. So determined there was a hole in the boat. And then what I did was <laughs> I actually put the boat on the trailer sideways so I could pull it out of the water. Uh-huh. In my boat, if you haven't seen it, is a skiff. It's a Kevlar skiff. It's really, really light, which was just about impossible to do. This took me like an hour, hour and a half to get it strapped down to where it would stay sideways on the trailer so I could get it out. I couldn't put it on the trailer wrong is what I'm saying. So it's not that I'm good at putting my boat on the trailer. It's that it's really easy to do. A lot, of, lot of details. All right. Anyway, got it out, found the hole. Holy crap. Posted on regular Facebook. Got like three responses and they were all super helpful. Like, what did you do? <laughs> This is on Wednesday evening, the night before, like two days before. Two days before you start to make all the money you make. Yeah. And posted it in the Cast and Blast group. And I wrote about this on Facebook. Overwhelming response. Like people were like, 
hey, I got a guy that'll do it. I already called him, teed it up. Can you get it to him first thing in the morning? He'll get it done tomorrow. Um, people, people were calling in favors on your behalf. Yeah. People were offering their own boats. I had five different people offer me their boats. One For that, opening day of duck season. One that struck me was Nyla Pipes, who I'd done an interview with that released. I'd recorded the interview with her earlier that day. It released the next day about water quality. <laughs> Nyla and her husband called me on their way to a meeting. And Don is around aircraft a lot, air, airplanes and stuff. And he's like, dude, it won't be professional, but if you can get the boat over here, I'll help you fix it. <laughs> like he's like, you can go to AutoZone and get the kit. I'll help you fix it. So like I just had people coming out of the woodwork saying, we got your back. Like let's get you on the water. We understand how important this is to you. But Tyler Anderson, longtime friend of the show, he uh, reached out to me and said, call this guy, text this guy, call this guy and see if he can hook you up. So I called Ben. And I'll put a link to their to their Facebook page in the show notes. But Ben Blommel and Eric Richards from uh, B and E Boatworks, and these guys B and E Boatworks B and E Boatworks, they have started doing fiberglass work. It's kind of like their side hustle, but they're really good at it. They're not like amateurs, and so they've restored whole boats. They've done they've done fiberglass work on motorcycles before. They've done extensive amounts. I call them. Um, I was like, look, here's my situation. I'm a guide. I need this thing bad. They're like, he, they were in the car together and he said, Hey, do you want to pull a late night? Their guy said, sure. We'll get him back on the water. So I take it to them, dropped it off at 7 PM at about midnight. I got a text saying, Hey, if you're still up, you can come get your boat. Like, how cool is that? Crazy. And they were upset because my boat is a weird color gel coat. Mm -hmm. It's like a olive drab green. They were upset they did not have a perfect match. To paint it. To to, to make the gel coat match on the on the fix. Which on, on the, the fish? On the fix. Sorry. <laughs> duck brain. <laughs> so I was like, dude, I don't care if it's a white square as long as it floats, because it ain't gonna flare ducks on the bottom of the boat. Like sure. if, it, if it starts flaring ducks, we got other problems. Um but Ben and Eric got me back on the water within twenty four so I picked up my boat twenty four hours later. Cause I had stuff going on the next morning, doctor's appointments and stuff, but I picked up my boat the next day and it's been flawless. I camped in the water overnight Friday night. So my boat was in the water for, what do we say? 18 hours, something like that. Yeah. And there, there wasn't even like the dregs of your beer in there. Like there was no water in it at all. What are these? Those are thermostats from an outboard motor. Why are they on your desk? So I could play with them while I'm talking on the podcast. Okay. Well, they stink. Well, that's what you need them is. See, where else would you keep the thermostats for your outboard? This is what I'm dealing with, everybody. Um, what else do we have on the board of so duck season? Thank you, B&E Boat Repair, by the way. Yeah. You please, got a phone number for them? I don't have a phone number or anything else in front of me, but I will put it in the show notes. Okay. And if you need any kind of fiberglass work, boat repair, they are your guys. They're located in Auburndale. Good old boys, they hunt, they My fish. people. They're from Emily's motherland, so don't use two-syllable words around them, but. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That was a look. I wish I could have seen that look. Why don't you tell us? Well, yeah, where are you going next? We got two more things. I want to. So on the whiteboard, we have, we have two things written. I'm going to give them both to you right now. One is the smugness of eagles. <laughs> I'm assuming that's not the band. Correct. The second one is the clausometer and ducks. What do you want first? I think the smugness of eagles. Okay. I'm going to say some very unpopular and can probably... I, go ahead. Do you, can we put in a clip right here of Michael Scott talking about smudgeness? No. 
We can't. There's no time to do clips. Okay. We're recording this like. <laughs> oh, we just got to post it yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> like we're recording this in the 11th hour. Like All this right. is the latest I think we've ever done a podcast. All right, go. Smugness of Eagles. Smudgeness? Yes. <laughs> Here's the thing. As a waterfowl hunter, like I get it. Eagles, America, everybody loves bald eagles. I'm going to say some really unpopular things right now that may get some hate mail, some at, some ads at me. Um, these are not hot takes. These have been carefully considered for years. Like I, I go on this rant 27 times a duck season. Every client that's ever hunted with me has heard this. I hate eagles. I've never heard it. I hate eagles. Okay. I would throat punch an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Do eagles even have throats really? It doesn't matter because I would throat punch them. Okay. Like if you could flip a switch tomorrow and make a species go extinct, I know this is anti-conservation, but eagles and would be on my anti-American. List. No, it's not. Benjamin Franklin wanted a turkey to be the national bird of America. You know why? Because a turkey is noble and honorable and respectful. An eagle is a vulture with a pretty face. <laughs> why do you hate the eagles? Because all they do is fly around. They make all these squeaky noises. Okay. They fly around all like they're, oh, I'm Mr. Majestic, but they're really just buzzards. No, they're not. They are. That's all they are is buzzards. And they will steal your ducks when you shoot them. And I hate oh, them. Oh, they're competition they, for you. No, they're not competition. They're dirty, rotten scoundrels because I did all the work. I attracted the ducks to my decoys. I shot the ducks in the face. The ducks laying there floating belly up, waiting for me to come pick him up. And here comes the eagle. Yap, yap, yap. Doing all those little squeechy squelks. And people are like, oh, look, an eagle. And then it eats your duck right in front of you. That's a thief. That is a thief and is not noble and is not patriotic at all for them to behave that way. And they fly smugly. (laughs) The way they fly is smug. Excuse me, sir. You're pointing at me. No, it is. The way they behave out there is smug. Like an osprey is not smug. An osprey is just trying to get by. He's just looking at life like I'm just an osprey trying to catch a fish. I'm just going along with my life. An eagle is arrogant about his life. Can I give you a hot take? Sure. If the eagle is outsmarting you and stealing your ducks and flying around and being the nation symbol, I feel like the eagle's not in the wrong. I feel like the eagle, I feel like you're mad at the eagle because it's better than you. No, it it's not better than me in any way, shape, or form. It's better than me only because some <laughs> idiot founding father was like, oh, we don't want the turkey. We want the eagle and put it on a coin or a stamp or some garbage like that. And I'm really cleaning this up so I don't have to edit it. Like I'm not dropping cuss words in here out of like physical restraint Mm. because I hate Eagles so much. So, so much because the Eagles have figured out a way to let you do all the work and take a duck because they're buzzards. They're vultures. Vultures basically swoop in after a car hits an armadillo and eat it. That's what an Eagle's doing right now. Mm. Just with ducks. Okay. I've seen them eat banded ducks. I've seen them eat wood ducks that were people's first duck. I've seen them eat the only duck we've shot. I've seen them eat coots. I've seen them eat all this stuff. Just being smug about it. Like they have an attitude and it's, un, it's not, it's not cool. Okay. Like, I, I don't know what else you want me to say. I don't I, want you to say anything else. I legit have dislike in my heart. Hatred. I do. I have hatred in my heart for Eagles. You can call that un-American. You can call it whatever you want. I think, I think we need to take a long look at the mirror as a country <laughs> and as conservationists and say, is this really who we want to be associated with? Is this really how we want to be viewed? And I'm not sure eagles are someone we want reflecting that view, having spent as much time around them as I have. Okay. That's where I'm at. On. Listeners of the show, if you would like to send 
Travis Eagle paraphernalia to no. annoy him, message no. me. I'll make sure he gets it. I, I will burn it. <laughs> I will shoot no. it. I will, I will, I will go by something that's explodable. And I will <laughs> stuff it inside of it, and Explosive. I will shoot it, and it will. Yes, I, will, <laughs> I hate eagles. Okay, I know that my mom likes to see them behind her house where they nest, and like the little babies, they're teaching how to fly, and it's all cute. The eaglets—is that what they call them? Eaglets? I don't know. We've been here for a long time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because everywhere I duck hunt, the eagles come. I've had them hit my decoys and sink them. <laughs> Their talons, the eagles have large talons, according to Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. And they, when they hit the decoy, if they hit it hard enough, it will actually flip it over and there's holes in the decoy and it sinks. What's he even doing with his life? He can't even go get real ducks. Okay, He's getting plastic ducks. You're upsetting the dogs. Can you chill? That dog is ridiculous. That eagle would eat that dog. I'm sure I'm sure they would. Listen. Oh, she jumped. Can we talk about the next thing now? Are yeah, you done with the, eagles? This is the only other thing I got to talk about. Okay, the clausometer and ducks. What is the clausometer from? What you is know that? what it's from. Go ahead and tell them. Okay, if you've ever seen the movie Elf, if you haven't, first of all, you're not American. Uh, second of all, in the movie Elf, the the people don't believe in Santa, and so he can't get his sleigh. His sleigh runs on belief, basically. So if you want Santa to fly, you got to believe. You got to have Christmas spirit. How does this relate to ducks? This is a story I tell almost every day in the duck blind. Like, depending on my audience, if my audience is two 62-year-old guys, I probably leave this one out because they're not really the elf demographic. But oftentimes, you'll have a dad that brings a kid or a grandkid or something along on the trip. And so, everyone has seen Elf. I thought, I had some clients this weekend that no one of had seen Elf. I still, What? Yeah, I explained the premise of the movie to them then, which, <laughs> in between volleys of ducks, I'm like... So, so Santa. Any, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway... <laughs> Will Farrell, whose name is Buddy, is like hiking through the candy cane forest. Like I went into major details because duck duck brain was real. My judgment. It's yeah. real. So here's here's the story that I give every day, and I wish everyone would take this to heart. And I call it the duckometer. But I, I say that the that duck hunts run on the duckometer. Okay. So like the clausometer from the movie Elf. Yep. And then here's the idea: at some point during every duck hunt, you will have a lull. A law. A lull. A lull. Like a slowdown period. Unless you're done. Like there are duck hunts where you go out there and you kill all your ducks within 15 minutes. But you're going to have a lull, a slowdown as she falls asleep. When the lull happens, the duckometer starts to work. If you begin to doubt that you're going to see another duck, you're never going to see another duck. Ducks fly. On belief. On the belief of hunters that ducks are going to fly. I know that sounds far-fetched. And, and and probably not rooted in reality. But I'm telling you, as a as a conservationist and as a duck hunting guide that spends hundred days a year chasing these suckers, that this is hundred percent true. It's how it works. The duckometer is crucial to the success of your duck hunt. So, little friends and family, don't get concerned when you get out there and it becomes eight fifteen and you haven't seen the ducks you wanted to see. Don't be concerned. If at nine o'clock you haven't shot your your fully plumed wood duck drake that you thought you were going to put down on the on the water, he'll fly. You just have to have faith that he's going to fly. I have a question. Shoot, is there a Venn diagram of smug eagles and duckometers wherein the eagle can manifest the duck so so that you shoot it and the eagle gets it? No, because eagles don't do any work. <laughs> 
<laughs> Eagles have have zero work ethic. I don't think that's true. It's a hundred percent true. All they do is walk around and say, "Oh, look, Travis did all that work all over right. there on this lake. I'm gonna go get him." Okay, I didn't mean to reopen that. I just had a question about the yeah. the Venn diagram of it. Anyway, no, there's not a Venn diagram anywhere where you can associate eagles and duckometers. Duckometers operate on their own, and they are crucial. You're welcome to use that trademark. Cast and Blast Florida podcast. Can we trademark that? Did I just do that verbally? You did. Like when Michael Scott declared bankruptcy? Let it be written. Let it be said. All right. That's all I have. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Well, I watched The Social Dilemma, but we're not allowed to talk about that today. It's too heavy. You said no. I think it's too heavy. So, and I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. Well, we'll try to get Travis to watch that. We'll talk about it next time. I'm going to try to watch it this week during one of my afternoon naps. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a... That seems counterproductive yeah it does we hope everyone has a super fantastic thanksgiving if you're listening to this before thanksgiving if you're listening to it after thanksgiving we hope you have a super fantastic holiday season yeah day after thanksgiving (laughs) we will be back with our christmas episode next week and are we doing a black friday sale on the cast and blast site no we're not nope Maybe you some. know why? Because you have duck brain. You're going to mark everything down to one cent and then I'm going to kill you. That's true. That is an accurate representation of our marketing yeah, meeting. Yeah, let's don't. All right. Everyone out there, do something that I have been unable to do during this podcast. <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs>